feel the atmosphere shifting in this place right now. Lift your voice for another moment. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, I wish you'd pray in the Holy Ghost right now. I feel the atmosphere shifting. Something happens. Or two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. You've got to understand that it feels like this because the King is here. It feels like this because the Lord is here. There's nothing out of your reach in this place today. on just another few seconds don't miss this opportunity to just worship don't miss this opportunity to just bask in the presence of the Lord Healing is in this house. Deliverance is in this house. I'll tell you, some of you came today with your mind made up about some things. The Lord's saying, forget about that. That's not the way it's going to be. That's not the way you're going to go. That's not the way you're going to have to live. I'm telling you, everything changes in the presence of the Lord. It's more than just just tingles and just heightened emotion, but things change. Lives change. Directions change in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord another hand clap and shout of praise. Come on. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. We think shout means dance, but shout doesn't mean dance. Dance means dance. Shout means shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. This is the kind of atmosphere where things happen and change, church. If you're a visitor today, thank you for just being here and participating in in worship today. I want to tell you, many of you know this and have heard me say it, but church should be different than any other thing that you can attend or be a part of in this world. Because what is church if we just gather together, go through the motions, go eat? When I come into the presence of the Lord, I come with needs, 
but I also come with expectation. Because he said, where two or more are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Just put these puzzle pieces together. Read about it. Wherever the Lord went and he was in the midst of them, it wasn't just going through the motions. Somebody was being delivered. Somebody was being healed. Somebody was crying out. Somebody ended up leaving rejoicing. Things were happening in the presence of Jesus that didn't happen anywhere else. And that's what happens when we come to church. So that's why it feels like it does in this house. Because Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the room. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. Thank you, praise team, musicians, for leading us in worship today. But worship doesn't stop when the last note is played. This atmosphere needs to stay. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read verses 18 and 19. The Lord's talking to Peter. It says, And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Shall not. This is what I want to look at. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want to talk to us for a few minutes today about the keys of the kingdom. Let's lift our hands one more time and pray. God, I thank you. Lord, for your presence. I'm thankful because I know that when we come into your presence, you're here already. Lord, we come into your presence. You were here waiting on us. So Lord, here we are and we open ourselves to your word to be changed, to be challenged, to be made better. Lord, and I believe that people are going to be healed. I believe that miracles are going to take place in this room. I lose faith in this room right now in the name of Jesus. I curse fear and anxiety and intimidation in the name of Jesus. All oppression has to cease right now. I lose faith in this house in the name of Jesus. And if you agree with it, say in Jesus' name. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord as you're seated. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, we need to believe that. That faith has been loosed in this house. I want to just start by saying that. that We're not going to get very far past tingles and chills in the presence of God unless faith is operating. We come into the presence of God, we should have faith 
that the Word of God is true. We should have faith that God is a miracle worker. I don't care what the world looks like and what the culture says. I don't care that people's senses to the supernatural have been dulled by Hollywood. I don't care if people think that they lump God in with fairy tales. They lump God in with with the force and Harry Potter and these things that we've, we've dumbed down. Thank you. We've dumbed down the power of God. We need to have faith that God is a miracle worker. That God is a deliverer. That God does wash away sins and forgive sins and fill people with the Holy Ghost. That God does break chains. Does anybody have faith for that today? I want to tell you, I'll be honest with you. This week, ever since I've known what I would be preaching today, since the Lord led me to this Word, I have fought every day. The enemy has come against me every day. I fought the spirit of fear. I fought anxiety. I fought anger. I've been up in the night. I've tossed and turned. I fought stress. Not just your average everyday stuff. I'm talking about the enemy has tried to come against me. I don't know about you. I'm sure someone could testify. But it's because the enemy knows and realizes and and for one thing sees what's happening in this church. Has no power to stop it. But he can lie and he can deceive his way into our mind and the way that we feel in the way that we perceive things, in the way that we think. And I'm telling you, this service today is God-ordained. God has miracles for someone in this house. God has a word and an answer for someone in this house. And the enemy has tried to stop it. But I've taken authority over every power and tool and device of the enemy in prayer this morning, in prayer and service, and right now in the name of Jesus, I bind and take authority over every lie and tool and device of the enemy. And one more time, I prophesy and I lose faith in this house in the name of Jesus. I wish you'd lift your hands and receive that. I lose faith to operate in this house. God can do it for me. God will do it for me. I can be healed. I can be delivered. I can be set free. Faith has got to operate. We talk a lot about the kingdom. We sing about the kingdom. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. We talk about we're building the kingdom. We want to further the kingdom. In many people's minds go to a place that has been prepared for us. You talk about the kingdom, a lot of people's mind goes to heaven. New Jerusalem. That place where we're looking to spend eternity. And while it's true that there is a place that is prepared for us, where we will at last spend eternity, where we will be in the presence of the Lord forever in that place that He has prepared for us. And if you want to get deep, there is 
There will be a time that we will reign and rule with the Lord. There will be a kingdom established. And there will be a kingdom where we are forever. And I believe that. Because the Word of God says it. But there is, aside from that, a kingdom that we don't want to miss. There is a kingdom to be established. There is a kingdom to be built and to reign now that we don't need to miss. Jesus said when you pray, pray, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth. He wasn't talking about a kingdom to come. He wasn't talking about a place that I've gone to prepare for you. He said, pray thy kingdom come in earth as it is in heaven. I don't want to be like the ones who were looking for Jesus to establish a physical kingdom and miss the spiritual kingdom. I don't want to be like those ones that said, show us the kingdom, show us the kingdom, where is it? They were looking for Jesus to put a crown on His head and sit on a throne and deliver Him from the Romans and all this stuff. They were looking for a physical kingdom. Jesus said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, lo, here, or lo, there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Come on, somebody. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth. The kingdom of God is within you. I don't want to miss the kingdom that is to be established in this earth. Because there is a kingdom to be established in this earth. You know, there's a really cool place. Been to a few times. Many of you know what I'm talking about. I've been there yourself. But in Asheville, North Carolina, there's the, the big grand Biltmore house. And it's a, it's a really cool place. And it's even cooler that a place like that exists and I can just pay admission and I can go in. I can pay admission, I can go in, I can, I can look at some stuff. But the thing is, is you probably only see about 40% of what's there. And I, every time I've ever been, I'm, I'm walking through and I'm, I'm leaning as far over the ropes as I can. I'm passing every door and trying every lock. Maybe one of them will be unlocked. I want to see these secret tunnels they talk about. I want to see, I want to see where the weird stuff happens. I want to, I, I want to see the stuff I'm, I'm not allowed to, to see in here. I want, I, want to, I want to get up on the roof. I want to go down into the caves or whatever. There's probably a missile bunker up under it. I can only see so much. And when you think about it, I, I, really, I really only get to enter in and just see just a little bit. It's the same way if, you, if, if I'm ever at a theme park, if I'm ever at, at Disney World or something. Some of you know what I'm talking about. 
You're in those, those themed areas. And it's like, man, I wish I could climb on top of that fake mountain right there. I wish I could get inside that fake spaceship right there. The, the, the employees only. I want to go in the employees only place. I want to go in these places that are, that are locked, but I can only really get in just right here. You see, we know how to get into the kingdom. We know salvation. In John 3 and 5, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of spirit. That's baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost. He said, except he be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Before that, he said he can't even see the kingdom of God, much less enter in. Jesus said, you want to enter into the kingdom, you have got to be born of water and spirit. And later on, Peter, who received the keys of the kingdom, was asked how to be saved on the day of Pentecost. In Acts 2.38, he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's being born of water and being born of spirit. To enter into the kingdom, you need to repent of your sins. You need to get in that water and be baptized in the name of Jesus, and God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. That's how you get in. We know how to get into the kingdom. We're passionate about how to get into the kingdom. We will die on that hill. And we should. Because it's the Word of God and it's the truth about salvation that I've got to be born of water and spirit to enter into the kingdom of God. So we know how to enter in the kingdom of God. I know how to get in. But we don't know how to live in the kingdom of God. I know how to get in the gate, but I don't know how to live in the kingdom of God. I don't, I, I don't want to just get in the gate. I want the kingdom to be where I live. I want to be a citizen of the kingdom. I don't want to just know the way into the gate. I want to live in the kingdom. Now listen. Jesus told Peter, Thou art Peter upon this rock. I'll build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom. More times than we know, we quote that verse and we say, I've got the keys to the kingdom. He didn't say, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom. It's crazy how one little word can change so many things. I want to tell someone today, and this is what I'm preaching, so you better wake up and hear me. You didn't just get the key to the gate, but you were given access to everything inside. Somebody needs to hear me that your journey does not end at Acts 2.38. When you get in the gate, there's a whole kingdom waiting. 
I don't want to just know the way into the gate, but I want access to everything inside. And the good thing is, when I received the keys of the kingdom, I didn't just get the key to the gate. But I got the key to healing. I got the key to casting out devils. I got the key to peace of mind. I got the key to deliverance. I I got access to everything that's inside the gate when I got the keys of the kingdom. And somebody needs to realize, because you've been frustrated, what do I do now? I feel like I'm at a standstill. You need to understand that you can operate with the keys that unlock everything you need. You can operate. You shall lay hands on the sick and see them recover. In my name they shall cast out the... Because I didn't just get the keys to the gate. I got the keys that let me become a citizen. I'm a citizen of the kingdom. It's where I live. It's where I operate. It's where I spend every day. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom. You got access to righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to just come out of that water and be miserable. You don't have to just speak in tongues and your journey in there. You've got what you need from day to day. Jesus said, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. Jesus told His disciples to go and heal the sick and tell them the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. Come on, somebody. When I got the keys of the kingdom, I didn't just get Acts 2.38. I got the ability to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. I got the ability... I've got the ability and the authority and the keys to unlock healing, to unlock deliverance. I've got the keys that give me the ability to cast out devils in the name of Jesus. I can speak to oppression in the name of Jesus. I can speak to the spirit of fear. I can speak to the things that are tormenting my mind because I have the keys of the kingdom. I don't have to wait on pastor just to lay his hand on my head. I don't have to try and push through the crowd just so I can barely make it and touch the hem of his... I've got access to these things. Some of you need to lay your hand on your own head and say, I unlock with the keys of the kingdom. I unlock peace in my mind. I unlock joy in the Holy Ghost. I I unlock my peace of mind again. I I unlock. Let the anointing flow again. You've got the authority. Come on. It's not just keys so you can just speak in tongues. It's not just keys so you can tell people Acts 2.38. But in a demonstration of the power. Paul said, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That means it don't stop at the Holy Ghost. Ye shall receive power after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you. Not just power to get in, but power to live in the kingdom. Oh, somebody lift your hands right now. I'm talking to you, child of God. 
you have the authority. You have the ability. You. These signs shall follow them that believe. Acts 2.38 is where we start, church. It's not where we finish. This month's been a month of revival in this church. This is what God's doing today. He's going to show us how to get to another level. I love jumping and dancing about Acts 2.38. I love it. But people need to see a demonstration of the power. God's unlocking the power for you right now. But then He's going to put the keys in your hand and say, I'm giving you the keys of the kingdom so that you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. So that you can speak to your situation and see things change. So that you can have authority and power over every tool and device of the enemy. That's the kingdom. Casting out devils, that's the kingdom. Healing the sick, that's the kingdom. Righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, that's the kingdom. Power, that's the kingdom. Jesus said, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Then he said, just a couple verses down, he said, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. We are in the world, but we're not of the world, church. In it, not of it. I'm an ambassador. When an ambassador goes to one country from another, they're in that country, but they're not of that country. But they have the backing of their country. They have the covering of their country that they came from. Mm. They've got the authority with them of the one they serve under. We're in the world, not of the world. He said, sheep among wolves. Well, wolves don't have a shepherd. I'm not worried about being sheep among wolves. Wolves don't have a shepherd. Sheep have a shepherd. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter that we are in this world. We're not of this world. I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. And as patriotic as I am, as much as I love my country, and I do, and I pray for it. I pray, I pray for the whole world every day that it comes to my mind. I'm praying covering over the whole world, the leaders, everything. I love my country. And I have a love for this world and the people of this world, but I am not of this world. We sing songs about this world's not my home, I'm just passing through. Jesus said, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, not in earth. Because where your treasure is, your heart's going to be. I'm telling you, we've got to get in this mindset that we are in the world, not of the world. And somebody needs to realize in this place that I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. Before even I'm an American citizen. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God. When I receive the Holy Ghost, I receive citizenship in the kingdom of God. And now I have the keys of the kingdom. 
That means wherever I go, I can operate with the authority of the one that sent me. I can speak the word of the one that sent me as if he spoke it himself. Come on, somebody. Mm, come on, somebody. I said, I can speak the word of the one who sent me just like he, it came out of his own mouth. I can do the works of the one that sent me because he sent me to do it. I've given you the keys of the kingdom. You're the church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. I'm sending you out, but you're above only and not beneath. The head and not the tail more than conquerors. I'm going to close in just a minute so music can come. I, I, don't, I don't have anything else to wow you today. But I want to tell you this as you stand with me. It's like I said, we think of these keys. I have the key, uh, like, I, I just have the keys to the gate. Many of us, that's all we've been doing. We know, we have the keys, we know the way in, but we've just been hanging out at the gate. We've just been hanging out at the entrance. Let me tell you what you see in Scripture. You see that beggars hung out at the gate. Beggars hung out at the gate. Now, I'm not trying to be mean, church, but many of us have been living like that. Many of us have been sitting at the gate, just happy enough to be at the gate. Happy enough, but not content. Happy enough, but not satisfied. And eventually, that fades away. Some of you are saying, I want more. I want to do more. I want to be more for God. Because you know you're called to be. But you've been hanging out at the gate. And you've been begging. You've been begging at the gate with the keys in your pocket. Some of you done got inside the gate. But you're still just sitting at the gate. Begging. And you have the key that unlocks every door in the kingdom. You have the keys to the secret places with God. Not just that, you have access to the throne room. You don't have to walk past no guards. You can come boldly before, before the throne of grace like the Scripture says. Every single square inch of the kingdom I have access to it. And I have the authority that a citizen of the kingdom has. The Lord said, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you the kingdom. Don't beg. Don't beg. He has given me access. He has given me these things. He has given me the keys of the kingdom. Because He's my Father. I'm not only a citizen, but my dad is the king.
<laughs> and there are no beggars. And there are no peasants in the kingdom of God. But everyone is a son and a daughter of the king. Everyone has access to a higher standard of living in the kingdom. You don't have access to something I don't have access to. And I don't have access to something that you can't have. Because our dad is the king. And it's his good pleasure to give me the kingdom. You have access to everything in the kingdom. Now listen, church. This, this has been a time of revival within our church. And if you've been paying attention at all, you know that. God's been working, moving, speaking. But today He's shown us. My God, I pray right now that we would, we would understand this. In the name of Jesus, let there be revelation in this house. In the name of Jesus, open our hearts and our minds. Lord, open our understanding. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, let us understand. Let us hear what the Spirit is saying. Knowing the way in is just the beginning. Now, church, God's calling us to do miracles. God's calling us to signs and wonders. God's calling some of you to teach Bible studies. God's calling some of you to minister in your home, in your workplace, in your school, on your campus, to your lost loved ones. God's calling you to prayer and fasting and communion with Him like never before. Yes, yes, yes. He's saying, why don't you use those keys that I gave you? Why don't you use those keys I gave you? I'll tell you what can happen in this place and then I'll release us to pray. I'll tell you what can happen in this place today. Not just pastor. Not just a few certain ones. You can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You can pray with your brother, your sister, and see chains fall off of their life. You can pray with someone today and see God work a miracle in their life. You can lift your hands for yourself and receive and speak into existence some things that you have withheld from yourself because you think, I don't have access to it. There's going to be a demonstration of the power of God in these altars. Do you believe that today? Then I want you to lift your hands. Before you come to the altar, I want you to lift your hands right now and I want you to begin to lift your voice. And I want you to just tell God, Lord Jesus, help thou my unbelief. Forgive me, Lord, for complacency. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Lord, for settling for the bare minimum. Forgive me, Lord, for doubt. Remove my doubt. Remove fear and intimidation in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to begin to really lift your voice and lose faith in this house right now. You do it. You do it. 
say it. I lose faith in the name of Jesus. Speak it into the existence. I lose faith in the name of Jesus. I lose healing in the name of Jesus. I lose deliverance in the name of Jesus. Chains be broken in the name of Jesus. I receive my peace of mind in the name of Jesus. Now, if you believe that, I wish all that would would come to these altars today. You can kneel, you can stand, but find a place and call on the name of the Lord. Find someone to pray with. Operate with the keys. Operate under the authority. Today's a game changer, church.
what you're doing but I want you to be honest right now if you need a miracle in your life if you have a sickness in your body if you need a financial miracle if you need a miracle in your family in your home in your job situation whatever it is if you need God to work I want you to be honest and I want you to lift your hands up in the air right now now I want everybody to find somebody to link with and pray with you saw somebody with their hands up, I want you to find, find them, pray with them. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to pray like the Bible says. Pray for things that are not as if they are. Speak it into existence for your brother and your sister right now. Pray with the authority of the Holy Ghost knowing that you have the keys of the kingdom. Let's do that right now. You pray for a miracle and watch a miracle happen. You pray for deliverance and watch it happen. Feels 
church, listen. I'm having faith right now. And I know we've prayed, but I'm, I'm asking you to give the Lord just another couple minutes right now. And I'm not going to call anyone out, but I'm asking for everyone that will to gather towards the front. You don't have to be afraid, and I'm not even going to look at you if you're not. I'm not calling anyone out. And I don't want to, I'm just operating what I feel right now. I feel faith in this house. Now, while we don't want to just hang out at the gate, we do have to get in the gate. And I want to tell you today that if you have not repented of your sins and told the Lord, God, I'm making a change in my life, you can do that today. If you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to wash your sins away, we can do that today. We have robes, we have towels, you can go home dry. If you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, where you have spake with other tongues, that's not something to be afraid of. It's supernatural, yes, but it's, it's the gift of God. He said this is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so I, what I want us all to do is I want us, we're going to pray all together. I'm not going to single anyone out. But I believe like the Bible says when it says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe that's how it can be when we leave here today that they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. So if you've needed a refreshing, a renewing in the Holy Ghost, this moment's for you too. But every person, we're going to lift our hands together. I'm not going to say one, two, three and tell you to holler. I'm not going to do anything like that. As the music plays some more, as this atmosphere continues, I'm asking, all I'm asking is that you begin to lift your hands. And as you feel it, now, church, you know if someone needs to receive the Holy Ghost, pray with them. It's a gift. You don't have to beg for it. It's a gift. But I want us all to lift our hands and begin to pray. And as you feel it, I want you to begin to speak with other tongues and let that fountain of living water flow out of you. I don't care if it's never happened or if it's been years since it has or if it's been five minutes or five seconds. I want you to let the gift of the Holy Ghost flow out of you right now. Lift your hands and let the Holy Ghost speak. Church, I feel it welling up. I feel that fountain of living water. Come on, don't, don't, don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. Don't quench the spirit. The Holy Ghost is for you. Ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Keep praying, church. Just give God another couple minutes.
She sings it one more time. Let's lift our hands and receive it. One, one more push, guys. Come on. Come on, church. One more. Can we say it one more Hallelujah. time? Something's moving. Something's moving. Something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory. You got to believe it. Feels like heaven on earth. Something's moving. Something's changing. See his glory. Feels like heaven on earth. Come on now, without having, without having any doubt, let's praise the Lord for what he's done. Come on, without having any doubt, let's praise him for prayers answered, for gifts and miracles received, for anointings loosed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. What a fantastic, fantastic word today and a reminder. While he was preaching that, I guess it's just the, the preacher and pastor in me, but, you know, this is, uh, we've been talking a lot about precedent. 
over the last, since July, since we heard it preached at our district camp. And the man of God there was preaching and he said, you know, we look back so we can see what we need to be doing now. And so in case you think there's no precedent for uh, living kingdom life and doing those kind of things, when Jesus sent the 70 out, he told them not just to preach, but he said, everywhere you go, he said, heal the sick. And he said, but while you're doing that, tell them, this is the kingdom of God that's come nigh to you. You know, when Jesus came out of the wilderness, his first message was repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so the church should be living kingdom life. And those believers uh, for the Great Commission were not just preaching. We are preaching. We've got to preach because people's got to be saved. And it's the foolishness of preaching that saves men. We know what the Lord ordained. But also, as Paul said, the body would be going in a demonstration of the power of the Spirit. And uh, so what we preach is not empty. And, and Jesus sent those 70 out. And, and the only way that we're going to come back to him with joy, because it said they came back with joy, excited over what he was doing, is, is to do it. Too many times we're worried, we're a little afraid to, to go forth. So we, we talk about the Great Commission, but we, we don't walk in the Great Commission. Walking in the Great Commission is kingdom well, what about if they don't believe it well he told them how to handle people that didn't believe it back then he said if they don't believe it move on to the next one he said shake the dust off your feet and move on to the next one because it's not about what they believe or receive it's what you believe he said I'm sending you forth in what you believe will everybody receive that no will everybody believe it no that's not what for you to worry about I just sent you so go and preach, lay hands on the sick, cast devils out, you know, do all the things that we do. Live in the kingdom, not just hanging out at the gate. Praise God. What a great message to remind the church. Wouldn't it be awesome for you to be standing at your bus stop at school and somebody beside you not feeling well and just you strike up a conversation and just say, well, you know what? I believe the Lord, and he said I could just lay hands on the sick, and you just reach over and maybe take them by the hand and put your hand on the shoulder, and they'd be like, well, I feel better. That's how fast it, that it can happen. He said, just lay hands on them. Thank the Lord. We can do it. Who did? Who? Amber received the Holy Ghost, the gift of the Holy Ghost today. Praise God. Well, that's the Bible. That's His Word. It's still for the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far off. That's calls for celebration. Praise the Lord. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And that's just, a, that's just proof of the preaching right there. And I'm thankful for that today. Amber, we're so glad you're here and so glad God filled you with the Holy Ghost today. All of our visitors that are here today, we love you. Give them a hand. We're glad they're with us. And we're so thankful for that word of God. Now, don't forget prayer meeting tomorrow night at 7. Now, tomorrow night, we didn't have prodigal prayer last week because we just felt 
move to go in a different direction, but we will, it will be prodigal prayer tomorrow night. And buddy, that means God, because you can't pray about things God loves and him not move. And he loves those prodigals, and we're going to be praying for them and interceding for them, and we're going to expect the power of God to come down in this house. So if you can be here tomorrow night, let's pack the house out for prayer. Amen? All right. God bless you. Hey, don't forget, there is a bake sale in the foyer. Please stop by and support the field with some of their, those good things they've got there. And there is a planning center meeting. All staff, you need to be in here for this. It will be in here. So if we could kind of move toward the foyer as quickly as possible, that'd be awesome. Not trying to run you off, but that'll head you right in the direction of the bake sale. And you can uh, get some of those good things. And then uh, the rest of us, uh, staff and ministry, need to be here for planning center. God bless you.